what this place has done for me has made me actually enjoy my life more in England. Mm. You know, I'm English. I've, my business is there. My family's there. My nephews are there. I don't think it's about, and this is, Osha's not sort of saying, you know, run away and live in a cave. You yes. know, it's about integration. So I find every time I come here, I go home happy. Welcome to the Rebellious Spirit Podcast with Ryzen and Neil. So today we are here with Katie Turner. Katie Turner is visiting us from... From London. From London. From England, yeah. Raj, you've lived in London for a few years. Yeah, I love London. It's a beautiful city. What part of London are you from? So, well, I'm not from London. I'm originally from Leicester, from the middle of England, but um, I live in Notting Hill. Notting Hill, lovely. Yeah, so yeah. You, you just missed the carnival then. I literally, I always leave the carnival. <laughs> 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 yeah, it's not my idea of fun. <laughs> yeah, uh, I'd rather have a carnival here. Yeah, yeah, I get it. I <laughs> get it. Makes sense. So, Katie, uh, this is your... Third visit this to the meditation? This is my third time in 12 months, yeah. Oh. In 12 months? Wow. Yeah. Wow, tell us about it. I, I guess I kind of found this place almost through, uh, I did two years of training in yoga, mm -hmm. and um, which I didn't really do so much to teach yoga, but it was kind of a process for me of sort of healing or whatever you want to call it. I, I reached a point in my life I wasn't feeling very happy, and... Um, I, I started to practice yoga and I, I just found I was starting to feel these shifts. And then I did my yoga training. I did one year and then I did another year. And along the way of this kind of stuff happening as well, there were little kind of glimpses of Osho, but I didn't really know who he was. Mm. So I remember being on a retreat many years ago and I think the the yoga teacher was kind of a follower of Osho, whatever you want to call it. We did, we wore white robes at nighttime and we did Osho Tarot and he played some Osho, although at the time we didn't know it was Osho. Mm. So I feel like, and I remember picking this card, this tarot card, which was Breakthrough, the Breakthrough card from the tarot, mm -hmm. which is all about sort of having a breakdown to break through and the psychotherapist will patch you up, blah, 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 blah. And it literally kind of played out for me. And then kind of on this path, I was doing all sorts of different things and there was just sort of glimpses of Osho, but on the second year of my yoga training, and yoga really helped me to raise my awareness in the sense that I used to completely I associate with my mind and my mind was very busy. It was always, it was very internal, very like all the time. And so it kind of brought me into awareness, but I, I was still sort of feeling quite rigid. There was still sort of some behaviors and things. And anyway, on my second year of yoga training, there was a guy, Marari, and he used to be, he was a Buddhist monk for a bit. And I don't know, I remember him just talking about Osho in a slightly controversial way. And I, I don't know, I've always been sort of attracted to slightly... Not naughty, but just let's I like call it rebellious. Yeah, <laughs> let's call it rebellious. Eccentric people, you know. I had a career as a dancer, and I left home to go to stage school. And so, I've never really been lived in a completely normal way, even though I'm from a very sort of normal, settled down family. Um, but I remember him talking about Osho, and then I can't quite remember the the process, but. I read Living Dangerously. I did watch the documentary. and the which, thing, which documentary, sorry? The Wild Wild Country. Wild I saw yeah. that. But the thing that stood out for me about that was what, what really resonated with, with me was there is a different way to live. Mm. I, I don't have to do... Because me trying to do the kind of get married and have kids and all that kind of... I mean, I never really did it anyway. My life has always been a bit different. But it certainly was what I'm programmed to want to go for. And I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that. 
But it just wasn't, you know, even if I go home now, I love my family, but the way they sort of live, I feel very agitated. Mm. You know, it's just like, it's not for me. And so I... I remember just seeing that documentary and just, I was just blown away with like kind of what they created. But also I just sensed this real, this real feeling of liberation. And that's something that I, as a woman, I don't think I grew up feeling very empowered, feeling very, even though I chose to do this um, sort of extrovert job, I I was very introvert. I, I would always kind of go into my fear, but I often felt very uncomfortable. And I, I think I just saw these people that were just kind of free and enjoying themselves and celebration and and it it just spoke to me we were just talking about wild wild country and and, uh, how that affected you that people were leaving this freedom and this and just a different way of living and I think also the idea of kind of living in a commune really spoke to me because I don't know I live in a city and there's lots of people but it can be really can at times can I was feeling very lonely and I was feeling very isolated don't live near my family mm. and, um, and that's living in a giant city and- giant city but just feeling kind of and I work with children so I, I have this beautiful connection in my job with children and again you know I've always been drawn to being with children and being and sort of even Osho's work with you know all of mm. these stuff it all kind of made sense mm. but um, when I watched the documentary yeah I just I was kind of it just opened, it it, op- it awakened something in me and I it, it excited me and it kind of did not necessarily scared me, but it, it was like there was, I know there was a big part of me that I want that was just repressed so much mm. and I wanted it, it uh, and I think that's why it spoke to me so much because it was that feeling of I'm, I want that liberation, you know. Mm. So then what happened was I was, I'd started I was listening to Osho and I love the way he talked about relation. We didn't talk about relationships, about relating. And because my past with relationships was always very codependent, controlling, addictive. So all of that really spoke to me. And my friend Gabriella, who grew up learning Sanskrit and singing and very musical, and we did our yoga training together. And she's just one of those kind of real deal people you know just like she lives it and she just happened to say and I'd said on the second year of yoga training I'm going to India this year but I thought it would be to an Ayurvedic place because part of my yoga lineage we were studying Ayurveda I thought it'd be something like that um, and then she said she was coming to Pune and I'd been kind of, and I was like, Pune, that's where the Osho meditation resort is. And I think literally the next day I just booked the flight. It just, mm. and then I booked the first thing. I was originally coming for two weeks and I wanted to do no mind because the idea of no mind to me, I was just like, yes, <laughs> because even with two years of yoga training, the meditations just didn't really work for me. Mm. And I think another thing that really spoke to me was with the yoga training is I was sat in a room, lecture after lecture after lecture after lecture. And I don't learn in that way. You know, some people learn and they love hearing all the philosophy and stuff. I'm someone who needs to feel it. I need to embody it. it. I need to experience it. And there wasn't enough of that. And uh, I was just feeling, I don't know. And again, coming here and doing the work, doing the meditations, doing the meditative therapies, they make sense to me. Yeah. And it's quite simple, really, but they work. And it's all experiential, no lectures. Yeah, you're just doing it it, and you keep doing it. And they're just, you know, I just, every time I come here, because the first time I came for two, I was meant to be coming for two weeks and I stayed for a month. (laughs) And then I did Mystic Rose, which is a week of 
laughter, a week of tears, a week of silence. The week of tears for me was the hardest mm. because um, I don't have a problem crying. I'm a cry baby, but I could not stand the sound of other people crying. It drove me insane. But in the end, what that brought up was with a lot of things from my childhood about noise and my father and control. And so, oh, just you just Unraveling. Un you unravel so much stuff here. And every time I come, I feel like there's a new lesson. It's just this place is a mirror, isn't it? And mm. you and you do the work and then you might come with a certain feeling about something and then you, you do and then you realise actually that wasn't anything to do with that that doesn't even really bother me that's something to do with 20 years ago that I've been playing out in my mind right yeah. but um, you know I just love being here obviously because it's my third time in a year and I love the community I love the fact that you can spend time by yourself you can be very silent but also there's a beautiful community of open people mm. And, and, you know, even just last night, I was in the auditorium and I was just watching everybody dancing. And I thought, you know, somebody else might see this, see all these people in white dancing around, you know, doing whatever and think, what a bunch of loons. <laughs> yeah. But I thought, you know what? I could be at home watching the five o'clock news with a TV dinner because that's what most people are doing in England. And I just thought, yes. oh, my God, you know, so lucky, so lucky you know. Katie, uh, every time you have jumped into um, some sort of a meditative therapy or courses, so first time you came in, you did the Mystic Rose, you said. I did No Mind and Mystic Rose. In yeah. My, in my yeah. mind, yeah. Mm -hmm. And then last time, every time has been different. So um, I did, yeah, I did that first year, that first month. And then I came back in April and I just... I did Zen Living because I because I'd been on a course every single day the first time. Mm. I thought I'll do Zen Living, and so I kind of just it was a slower pace. It was sort of I was doing more meditations in the autumn. I was doing a lot of silent sitting, which I could never sit with myself. Um, my kind of upbringing is a father that basically worked all day, all the week, and on the weekends he was working. He could, and there was no encouragement to relax ever. Mm. And I appreciate my father for doing that for me. He, you know, he meant I could go, yeah. But it also created this with me, whereas I just could never settle. And actually, what also happened when I was doing my yoga training was I realized the way I was working was not sustainable. So I actually reduced it a lot. Um, I was looking at Ayurveda and the doshas, and I'm very vata. And I was, but actually, when it came to creating that space, I couldn't deal with it. I was going mad and I was sort of having some kind of quite unhealthy behaviours. Um, but here, this place, I, you know, I crave the silent sitting. You know, mm. I can go and, I mean, on Mystic Rose, you sit, you do three hours, don't you? And yeah. On the last trip, I did a lot of silent sitting, a lot of swimming, a lot of kind of, it was a slower pace. And then this time, I actually was thinking about doing the month because I want to come and work here. So I did apply to do... Creative living, but I left it too late, and um, the monsoon festival is very busy, isn't it? And yeah. so I didn't, it didn't, they didn't have a place. But yeah, we always encourage everyone for the high seasons to apply early because yeah. uh, we have limited capacity yeah. and rooms get sold out. Very yeah, 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 yeah. But um, so, the, but actually, I think it was the right thing because this time I've done courses again, yeah. and I've done individual sessions, which I've never really done before, mm. and that has opened up a whole other thing again because this this trip feels to me like a kind of I've been exploring the breath more I did some breath work with Devendra mm. I don't for some reason I'd never done the the breath um the chakra breathing the meditation. chakra breathing and oh my god when I did that I was just because I'm you know you probably can tell from hearing me speak I'm like <laughs> I don't take a breath half the time 
And so it's like an, another layer of stuff. This chakra breathing is a meditation where you breathe into each chakra. Of, you, bre- uh, you, you, you breathe, you breathe, yeah, you're standing up. And then, and I also did another um, breathe, a chakra breathing with Sindhu on a course. The which also, meditation. Yeah, which also I found I went really deep. And then I did a session with Devendra again, which was very cathartic, you know, it was sort of just takes it to another level, you yeah. know. It keeps going deeper and deeper. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, Katie, you seem to be very connected with this place here and very disconnected with where you live in London. How do you bridge the two every time you go back? Well, actually, what this place has done for me um, has made me actually enjoy my life more in England. Mm. You know, I'm English. I, my business is there. My family's there. My nephews are there. I don't think it's about, and this is, oh, she's not saying, you know, run away and live in a cave. You know, it's about integration. So I find every time I come here, I go home happy, Mm. you know, and it's been a process. But, you know, I'd love to stay here longer this time. I've only got two weeks, but I'm not sad to be going home because I'm thinking, well, I'm going, I'm going to be with the children. So it's really given me the gift of that. But also the thing is, is that what it's also before I came here, I I'm 39, I'm 40 next year. And there was a kind of pressure even to my, on myself of, should I be looking to settle down? I hate that phrase. My parents love it. Why would anyone want to settle down? I don't know why. Anyone. But, you know, it was there. It was there and it was bothering me. And coming here, it's like, actually... And I think everybody also always thought I would be a mother because... I'm one of four kids, and if you'd put money on it, everyone would have said Katie's going to be a mother because I have this thing with children. Mm. But I am a mother. Yeah, I've been a mother exactly. for the last 10 years with children every day, and I'm a mother to my nephews and all the, my godchildren. And, mm. and I'm not saying that might not happen for me, but I'm not attached to it. Mm. You know, there's a whole different way that you can live. And the idea of thinking that I can come here and exp- and, and explore myself more it's really exciting rather than this idea that I've got to do the five o'clock news, make the dinner. Again, there's nothing wrong with that, but I just don't think it's for me. And that's what really being here has opened me up to that, you know, and the idea that you just, it doesn't mean to say those things won't happen for me, but it's kind of more of a moment to moment thing. And if they don't happen, that's okay. It's just just wasn't my path you know yeah, I just I just want to jump back to when you said at the beginning you started yoga because there was something was not right in your yeah. life there was something which I think resonates with many people it's like they have all the success they have yeah. their jobs and they have their life but there's something that is not right there. yeah I think that I always there was always something not right right from a child I was very well, actually, I've been doing a session work at the moment and I have a very sensitive nervous system and I am very sensitive and it's probably in a way, so I feel things very deeply. And I wouldn't say I had an unhappy childhood, but I think that I was always searching for something, which is why I really got into dancing. And then I, I went, you know, that was my passion. And then um, and I started quite late doing it. And then I went to stage school. and But there was always, and even though, as you say, I like I had an amazing career and all these kind of things, I traveled the world. I never really fully enjoyed it, mm. but I was so in my head, you know, and, and also the relationships that I chose were never right. And I, but I didn't, I wasn't empowered. So I just used to go along with things. And I was in a relationship with somebody much older than me. who was a singer in my twenties and it was, it was a very controlling relationship and it sort of kind of on one level, it was, I wouldn't change it because it was incredibly sort of was like some sort of style university or something. It was, it opened me up to other things as well. 
but it wasn't really I, I I didn't really know what I wanted I don't think but again again I just I was in my head a lot and I I reached a point where the last I suppose the catalyst for for me getting my rock bottom was I was in a relationship with someone who was an addict and it just got worse and worse and worse but you know I really had to ask myself you know, all the signs were there from the beginning. Why did I choose that for mm. myself? You know, mm. I, I have some of those tendencies myself. So um, there was always something in me that wasn't. And I have, I would often go, I remember when I got together with that guy, I remember thinking, this guy's going to kill me. Like, there was something about the darkness that I sort mm. of wanted to explore. Like, I, I knew it wasn't like, it was interesting. Like, mm. I, it was like so, I needed to, you know, this wanted to go there to, boom, wake me up on some level. Yes, I don't know, yeah, I might yeah. be overthinking it, but it did just start something and it's just been on going. And it's like, I've just been able to connect more with this over this because this was just chaos, you know, yeah. and it was driving me insane. And I, you know, I got to a point where I was doing a lot of sort of, um, I did some therapy, but the therapy for me was, it didn't help me. I'm sure it helped some people, but for me, it just filled my mind with more crap. It just kept mm. going back to the past. You know, mm. it wasn't, and it was, I couldn't cope and I was binge drinking and just, yeah, it kind of, but I think in, in some ways, like, oh, you wish it wouldn't, but sometimes it needs to get a bit, to, you know, yeah. the breakdown needs to happen to kind of wake up to something else and then it just I don't know these things just kept popping in but I guess again if you're if you start doing that work and you become more aware yeah, more open you're open to receive and things yeah. just start presenting themselves and if you're conscious then you you can sort of go with it so mm. but and then you ended up here yeah <laughs> how do you feel now well, I'm happy. I'm a happy person. Yeah. You know, I, I'm I'm a joyful person. And the thing is that some of the things that perhaps at home, certainly in my family, were seen as negatives in my personality. You know, you're oversensitive, Katie, you're this, you're that. You always here are celebrated. Mm. And the first time I came here, I just remember feeling like shining. I just thought... I feel like I can be myself and it is celebrated. It's yes. not like, oh, who does she think? She, whatever. It's, And mm. every time it's sort of, I learn more about myself as well. Yes. My confidence has grown, I think. And it's exciting. Like there's little things that keep bubbling up, the little layers. I'm thinking, oh, okay, I think I want to explore that about myself next and this and that. And it's just, it's like one big experiment, but it's it's fun. You know, it's not just sort of, a, okay, I reached this age and now that's it. Draw the line and now just this is how it goes until the rest of your life. You know, it just keeps sort of unfurling. But um, I'll always be coming back here. You yeah. know, like I can't, when I think about holiday, I just think, well, obviously I'm going to go back to India. And somebody said to me, well, isn't that attachment? I was like, no, it's not. It's actually not that at all. You know, it's, this is just, but it is, it's like a, What's so funny is because people see it from the outside, it looks like something, but when you're on the inside, it's something completely, completely different. Completely the opposite. Yeah. And um, every time I think it's different, isn't it? And there's different lessons and things. But also it, it's, it's like, it is like family as well. You yeah. know, it's kind of, it's just, it's, be it's a beautiful, beautiful place. And I think, not even unfortunately, who cares, but some people, you know, might have read this or whatever and have certain ideas about it. And it's just, you know, you're just missing out. Because yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's, exactly. yeah. it's the most beautiful, loving, held space for you to really um, embrace who you are. And it's, you know, it's, I mean, I, I wish that all of my friends and family could experience it. It might not be for them, but, mm. you know, it's like... As we call it, a place to meditate and meet yourself. Yeah. Yeah. 
<laughs> He's in. <laughs> Thank you, Katie. That was such a lovely, lovely story and journey that you shared. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks for having me. <laughs> What I found fascinating that she said that she was so into her head and so intelligent that she chose yoga and dancing, yeah. the easy doorways to get in the body, yes. and then. Add the Osho meditation. Yes, uh, you know this bridge that she was talking about. That she's more joyful now, going back, and that part I really love. That you know she rather than we hear we hear a lot of people wanting to just stay here. Yeah, uh, you know that old-fashioned. Uh, yeah, but the, yeah, it was the the old way was I want to escape from the world. Correct. That's what I was looking yeah, for. Yeah, they want to kind of build a utopian society. And then what Osho said, it's not my vision. My vision is that to live in the world, but not be of the world. Correct. Correct. So you can go be, and really and enjoy and have fun there, but not get identified with all the, the things quality. going on. Yeah. Yes, yes, absolutely. And what wonderful that she's found that gift and a way to do that, bridge that. Yeah. And what touched me also, the little sensitive subject she touched on being a mother, and she's mm -hmm. working with children. This is this compulsive disorder in the world that if I'm a woman, I must be a mother. You know, otherwise mm -hmm. I'm not complete. Yes. What do you think of that? In a way, it's also what she pointed out herself was that I am a mother. I'm a mother. I've, exactly. I've, I have all these children. Oh, I have my so nieces and yeah. nephews. Very touching. And I yeah. don't have mm -hmm. to go through the one-dimensional one yeah. approach the, that the mother has to have a give birth correct, and these kind correct, of things. Correct. Yeah. 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 Very beautiful. Yeah. yeah. For sure, she'll be back. Yeah. <laughs> This podcast was sponsored by Osho International Meditation Resort, a place where the mind, body, and soul can play harmoniously together.